Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Hey everybody, this is Studio C41 and I'm Bill Manning and we have a one-on-one interview tonight, uh, tonight, today, whoever, whenever you guys are listening to this. Uh, We have a very special guest. Um, This is M from the website Emulsive.org. If you guys are not familiar with this website, you guys should. Uh, This is probably one of the best websites honestly i'm not i'm trying not to pick favorites out there but um emulsive has a plethora of information if you're just now starting with film uh if you are a longtime film shooter and you want to get some information on some film um emulsive.org is literally the place to go to probably one of the most extensive libraries uh when it comes to shooting film and getting camera reviews so m how are you sir Hello. I'm very well. Thank you very much. Having some warm water to uh, prepare myself for the inevitable sore throat at the end of this. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise good. I have a, an ice cream treat penciled in for when we get off the call as well. So I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of happy. I'm sugared up and you've got me in a good mood. Oh, awesome. Well, we uh, we are on opposite sides of the world. You are out of Hong Kong. Is that correct? There or thereabouts, yeah. Okay, awesome. So, yeah, we uh, it is at this recording. It is ten thirty in the evening, and it is ten thirty in the morning for you. Yeah, that's the kind of time difference I like. Yeah, I can uh, work with anything <laughs> else. Gets complicated. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I I am a night owl. I am just now getting started. Um, so uh, as Stephen gripes about my uh, three a.m. text message rants, um, he um, he'll probably be getting some after uh, this conversation. So, uh, but off to it. So, um, tell me about the website. Um, and, uh, what, what is it that you do over there? Right. Um, I, I, I say this quite a lot about emulsive.org and it is, it's a labor of love and it's, it's something that I started off, uh, purely selfishly just for me, uh, just to get my work out there. And, it, it very quickly kind of morphed into something where I I wanted to help other people in my position in the community um, raise their voices. So yeah, you know, I've, I've said before it, it turned into a platform to to give people a soapbox to give them a voice where they didn't have one. But that that's that's not right. I think it's really about just raising the level of the voices of, of normal you know film photographers like me. Um, who um, weren't either shouting loud enough or, or weren't able to, to get their voices heard. So, you know, from from a portfolio slash gallery slash knowledge sharing site, just to me, to something that um, featured the work and the, 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 the words of, of other photographers, helped get the word out about the beauty of the medium and, and the flexibility of the medium. Um, and... You know, since then it's it's kind of developed further into you know building out more community related activities, building out kind of cross community ties, uh, building ties between the community of shooters plus the industry that that supports us. You know, whether that be you know hardware manufacturers or labs or or, or, or the film companies. 
Um, and it really is, it's, it, the whole thing's a, a labor of love, just talking, talking about, thinking about, and, and shooting film, and then trying to get as much information out there into the public consciousness to try and, to try and, I guess to try and slow this, 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 this vacuum of knowledge that, that was, that we found ourselves in after so much information, um, was lost. You know, we've had 20 years of the, the, the climb of digital. You, we've had people pass on. We've had people pass away. We've had people, um, just, just completely ditch, you know, any, any film photography gear that they had. And through those three things happening, we've, we've lost so much information about, you know, the art of photography. It seems that it's from in camera to in computer, you know? Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, that is probably one of the biggest things that I have been talking about on the last few episodes um, with this revival that's happened in the past few years. Um, we've had, um, including myself, millennials ha that have never shot film l wanting to um, experience a new medium because uh, digital has become rather uh, callous, I think would be the right word for us. And mm. – um, I, I picked up uh, my first role and I, I didn't know anything, right? You know, um, I didn't know how to load a, can a roll of film into my TLR. And uh, it, it was one of those things where I'm constantly spending time on YouTube and finding a new video and, you know, okay, how is this? Why did this exposure not work correctly? Why is my film all messed up when, it, it, you know, and, and there has been, one of those things where I was like, man, I wish there was like one place that I can go to. And that's where I found a uh, darkroom community uh, locally here in Atlanta. And that is pretty much the wealth of the knowledge that I ended up getting more so out of any of my YouTube video searches or anything along those lines and becoming involved with a community uh, locally that are film shooters um, and the age range are, is from, you know, uh, people younger than me um, to uh, photographers that have been shooting, you know, film for, you know, gosh, a long, 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 long time. And I had realized yeah. that there is this break of information or break of knowledge um, uh, between the two generations. And then we we see where digital kind of created this uh, hate uh, towards film. And uh, um, we have, I'm trying to think. Uh, so, for example, just recently today, Adorama put out an article uh, saying five reasons why um, I left film and never going to go back to it. And oh, really? I, I've not come across that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, it, it got me thinking because I, I had said this in a previous episode that there is this demographic of photographers from the years of yester um, where they said digital is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to photography and I'm leaving it and I'm never going back. And they have legitimate reasons for it. Um, yeah. But I, it's one of those things It's like there's going to be this great schism where young film photographers are experiencing things that are so, that is so emotional that they're going, oh, my gosh, I remember when my parents did this. And that's what they're constantly saying. 
And and so you have photographers like uh, Tim Gander that we've had on the previous show where he said, you know, I miss these rituals, these little ceremonies, um, you know, the smell of the dark room, you know, the smell of the fixer, the stop bath and all that stuff. And those are things that I have completely forgotten. And um, it's one of those things. I think a great comment that I saw on that was um, there's a big difference between a 1967 Ford Mustang and a 2018 right? The 2018 Mustang is going to be faster. It's got all these, you know, electronic gadgets and everything, but there's something special about that 67 Mustang and you cannot explain it. You cannot argue it because it is, it is purely emotional. And and it's, it's not, it's not for everyone. Exactly. It's, I think, I think that the, the one thing that digital did was to, it, it answered the dreams of so many longtime photographers who were, you know, they're shooting um, high volume, uh, quick turnaround, professional um, kind of jobs. Yeah. And, you know, these guys need to be able to preview you know, as soon as possible. They need to be able to see the results so that they know um, either they've got to go back and reshoot it or maybe they, they, they want to approach it from a different angle or what have you. So I think, you know, digital did a lot definitely for for those pro guys and and obviously from a consumer's perspective being able to just pick pull something out of your pocket take a snap and put it back in just to capture that moment is fantastic and yeah i i don't want to talk about the the importance of the permanence of those memories i'm just talking just from the point of view of being able to to capture you know to 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 capture something I, i think what the pro guys did when they when they migrated to digital was left a whole bunch of people behind in film who either weren't able to make the move because um, it was too expensive um, or they, they, they weren't able to make the move because they'd focused their art so um, finely on the creation of that final product. And they had their process set up in such a, a finely tuned and finely understood way that actually moving to digital held no benefit. It didn't add any value to what they were doing. Right. It didn't add any value to the outcome or to the process. Um, and I think, you know, that, that, that's, that's kind of where we are today. We have the guys who are shooting film because it provides, it creates an, an outcome via a specific process that that does something to that particular photographer, whether that be a professional outcome or just, you know, shooting, you know, shooting a disposable role and and getting some prints from the lab. And then, and then you've got the guys who are out there shooting, um, shooting digital in a, in, in a pro environment and, and the guys who, who, and girls, obviously, I'm using it interchangeably, who are using digital just because it's it's easy and it's convenient. I mean, I'm not going to ask anybody to to go and shoot Formula One or, or, or the Indy 500 using a large format camera. Right. I mean, <laughs> in, right. A, in, a, in, a, in a great way. Um, but, you know, at, at, the, at the same time, the interesting thing for me is you've got, you know, you hear these kind of bubbling conversations of pro photographers who are, incorporating film into their workflow because it provides a, a flavor, a taste, it provides an outcome, it provides a look right. um, that, that they're, they're unable to get either straight out of the camera on digital or, or without you know, 
X amount of post-production and filters and all of this other crap. Right. And I think everybody has their specific reasons for shooting film. And I think one of the things that uh, for me personally that I shoot film is um, it's, it's archival capabilities, I guess it withstood the test of time um, as far as how long it has lasted. I mean, we still have daguerreotypes from 150 years ago and that, that, that has to, that speaks for itself because if you think about how quickly technology has changed now, you know, something that was 10 years ago, um, zip drives, right? It's an obsolete <laughs> technology, but it's it's yeah. not only that, but also the software is completely changing, right? Um, how a raw file is now, how it's read now is completely different to how it was read 10, 15 years ago. Um, so I mean, it's you, you constantly look, changing. You can even look at film scanners. I mean, my one of my yeah. local labs um, – the the owner retired last year and he said hey i've got i've got a couple of scanners do you do you want to have a look at them and you know one had some uh proprietary serial ports and we're talking about <laughs> the, the old serial port and the other one was was at a scuzzy connector and i was like looking at it thinking okay right so i can go scuzzy to firewire firewire to thunderbolt thunderbolt to my mac all right so you know i've got this <laughs> this kind of um Rube Goldberg machine of, of kind of cables and connectors all jerry-rigged together. Right. Um, and then, oh, crap, I don't have the software. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I, I think, you know, we're, 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 it's easy to forget, you know, you, you, film photographers look at digital and they're like, ah, oh, look at these guys, they're just feature jockeys. You know, they're jumping from one feature to the next right. as, as each new iteration comes out. And it's easy to forget. You know, you look through the, the kind of mid-80s from, let's say, the, I mean, the FA, the Nikon FA, you know, the ridiculously um, high-tech camera for the time, mm-hmm. um, all the way through to the F5 and the F6. I mean, film photographers were feature jockeys too. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, you know, Nikon have got this brand new F3 with a pec mirror that doesn't move and you'll get one eight thousandth of a second <laughs> of it. Or, you know, oh, look, you know, this Canon's just come out with this brand new data back and you can, you can record film information on it. Or, you know, oh, you know, the, the, the new Nikon 3AF Hasselblad with their auto exposure kind of, you know, Quasimodo hump that, 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 that they have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it, it's, it's easy for us to forget that, um, you know, the whole photography, the whole photography game from from the very first Barnett camera until, you know, right right until uh, up to today with the new Leica Q or CL or whatever it's called. You know, we've all been been feature jockeys um, or at least the gear we used were all used to fight those kinds of feature wars. Right. Uh, and and, you know, so we might mock digital photographers for jumping on the latest feature bandwagon today whilst we're using, you know, 20, 30, 40 year old kit. But we shouldn't forget that it's always been like that. And the manufacturers yeah. are always looking to how can we sell the next model? How can we differentiate the next model? How can we get these guys to upgrade? Oh yeah. Um, I, I, I'm going crazy over the Sony a seven three. I am, I am <laughs> so stupid excited about it. Um, because of all the jam packed features that are including in it, that are included in it. And I'm, I have buyer's remorse because I bought the a seven two literally like three months ago. 
and um, and I I sold all of my Nikon gear for it. I'm one of those Nikon conversions where I said, you know what, I'm I'm getting rid of my 70 to 200. I'm getting rid of my 24 to 70. I'm getting rid. I had a Nikon D610. It's all gone. I sold it all, and I I was sold on the Sony A72. And I mean, just the ease of everything, right? Knowing your exposure right there on the spot and everything, you don't have to chimp anymore. You know, th- those yeah. were all things that I I said, oh my god, I. I, I was at first going, oh, geez, mirrorless is just not there yet. And then I got it and I just I was like, my God, I I've complete my the way I shoot has completely changed. I feel yeah. like that there are similarities with film with mirrorless where you just know at that point, like sure uh, exposure, you know, you're, you're taking more time with uh film and everything but when when you're shooting on digital and you're looking through mirrorless and what you see is what you're about to shoot um it it makes you a much more confident photographer in general at least that's how it is it felt for me going okay this is the exposure i I can move on and it's removed additional steps from my shooting and and so there's there's always going to be features, um, you know, and people are wondering, OK, well, how are you going to top the a7 III? Because that's that's what's you know, that's the first question that came out of my my mouth uh, after this announcement. I said, OK, well, what's after the a7 III? I mean, what more could you need? <laughs> right. So I, it's interesting. Uh, but you, you do present a very valid point that we're, we're always going to love features. Um, so, and they just get more and more complex. So, um, I want to sp- turn it back around onto the emulsive website. So, um, this is, this was a crazy huge tangent. So you have this database of just the different stocks and the different, um, uh, emulsions and the different cameras and everything. I mean, you, c- you can't do all this by yourself and you've built this community, uh, uh, photographers that contribute uh, to the emulsive website. So how did it take, like, I guess, how did it morph into this collaborative uh, group? Right. Um, so, right. So that, that database that you mentioned, I, I actually, um, so I've been working on that for, for quite a while, um, just, just on my own in the background. And at the end of last year, one of, one of the guys I, I interviewed, um, who's based in the UK, said, oh, you know, hey, I've been thinking about putting this list together. And it was kind of a light bulb moment to say, well, look, you know, I, I have a list. Why don't we just put it together and just 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 combine it and see what happens? So we, we've been slowly building that out over the last, yeah, maybe six to nine months. And my plan was get get all six parts ready and then just, just knock one out once every, you know, what well, once a week, essentially. I won't spoil it by telling you how many individual film stocks are still out there, but it, it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that literally that that just started, and I, I was going to post it next week, and I had a chat to a few few guys yesterday, and I was like, should I just should I just post it? You know, just just get it out of the way. It's there. It's just waiting. Um, and it just, you know, just so happened that it, it ended up going live at the same time as the, you know, and yet another why film is dead article. So that was, <laughs> that was, I mean, it's only, it's only the first 20 and then there's another 30 stocks coming in part two. Wow. And then there's another, there's another four parts behind that. So yeah, you can do the math. There's going to be, there's, there's over 150. Wow. That is amazing. So you don't, 
you don't think about it. You know, we, we, we kind of, even as photographers, we'll limit the stuff that we use to maybe half a dozen stocks at, at the most. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, we kind of, a lot of people are aware of what else is around them, but you know, you'll stick, people will stick to the, the Portras and the Deltas and the Tri-Xs and the T-Maxes and the, the Acrosses. Um, but there, there's so, so much more, so much more. That's, uh, that's yeah. true. I, I got really excited because, um, I, I came across, uh, an article, I think it was on your website about Aerochrome. And I said, man, I really, I really want to try this because there are, I can't find color infrared. And I bought the Lomography, uh, purple Chrome yep. Yep. and, um, I haven't shot it yet because, um, uh, just, we're still we're still trying to get out of winter, so there's no greenery. There's there's really isn't much to really test the film out. And I said, you know what? I, I, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to buy a roll of the Lomography Purple Chrome, and then I'm going to also get uh, an expired roll of um, uh, EIR uh, infrared color film. And um, right. I, I was really excited it came in and i threw it in the freezer um and i i'm not going to tell my wife how much i paid for that roll of film that has been in deep freeze uh cuz she will rip my head off um but um i'm i'm really excited to try different things right you know i have this camera you know it's a, it's a minolta x700 but i can do so many different things with it and it just opens up more and more opportunities and so there it's one thing to to read it and then i find a lot of inspiration off of your website where i go oh man that looks so cool i want to try it you know i i I want to experience it myself and i think that's kind of what has been great about the emulsive website is just just it's inspiring honestly for me um, to, to kind of try new things and, you know, maybe I, I'll find a line of work that, um, will help accentuate that, you know? So it's just, it's a lot of opportunity for a lot of photographers out there. So that, that's really yeah. awesome that you're doing it. I, I, I can say thank you for, for all the hard work that you're putting into that because that's no easy feat. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it takes up a bit of time. Let's, yeah. let's, let's leave it at that. So, um, yeah, I guess the, the, it, it was coming into the beginning or the, the end of the first year of running, of, of, of running the site. So that would, would have been around about Jan, Feb, uh, Jan, Feb, 2016. And I wanted to start featuring some, uh, camera reviews. So I've done I've done various film reviews up to that point, and I was thinking, okay, well, there, there's a bunch of people out there using gear. And let's you know, let's see if we can get some folks to post their thoughts on the cameras they use. And the, the initial the initial idea was to get people to post kind of like a, a day in the life, you know, a day in the life of my Mamiya six four five, and you get you know we would get real world examples of how those cameras behaved for those photographers in those situations. So you might have a guy just doing street photography, a guy shooting architecture, a guy shooting portraiture, a guy shooting landscape photography, you know, someone shooting dog do on the streets, you know, whatever. (laughs) The, the, The idea being is that we, we'd collectively just be able to share our experiences with, with individual gear um, and, and 
longer term to build out um, you know, a, 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 an archive, a bank, if you will, of um, highly subjective reviews that, that came directly from the people who were using, using those cameras. And that, that kind of, it kind of worked. It kind of didn't work because there, there's, there's still, um, there's still, I, I guess a lot of, um, just, uh, what's the, what's the right word? People still have very specific ideas of what reviews should be. So when mm -hmm. you get, when you ask somebody to think outside of that particular box, it, it can be a bit difficult for it not to slip back into that format. So, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of easy. Whenever anybody asks me if they can submit a review, I give them a couple of examples, technical, non-technical. And I just say, look, just, just tell, tell your story of, of this camera. Um, it doesn't matter if there are, you know, one, two, three reviews for that camera already posted on the website. The point is, is we're telling your story and exactly. you, might, you might like a particular camera more than somebody else. It may not fit with your style. I mean, it may not fit with your personality. You might just hate it. Um, so, so, so really the, the, the kind of getting the community more involved um, just just came from wanting to not only expand into obviously into the, the, the kind of review side of things, but also wanting to um, kind of bang this drum of, of knowledge transfer. And I, I've, I've been I've been doing that for well for three years as 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 emulsive anyway. Just getting people to share what they know. You know, if you know how to make a red scale film, then share it. If you know how to develop slides using Rodinol and C41 chems, then share it. Or if reverse engineer Kodachrome. <laughs> right, yeah. That, 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 no, one's, no one's shared that yet. No I'm, shared that. I, I'm still trying to get that gentleman onto the show. His, his schedule is very, very busy. Uh, for those that don't know, his name is uh, Kelly Shane Fuller. Uh, yeah. he, he's about 80% there. Um, and there's a great, uh, article talking about, uh, his process on, uh, well, I guess eh, I'll, I'll go ahead and mention it. I'm faux bloggers website. Um, uh, but, uh, he, he is another person I'm trying to get on there, but it, it's true. I mean, there's a wealth of information that he has learned where he has to relearn all that stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, he's not relearning it. He's learning it for the first time, but he's got in touch with in Kodak engineers that aren't there anymore. And yeah. um, it, it's truly a forgotten process. Uh, even with with Ektachrome, they've talked about it on on the, the Kodakery where they said that they got all new machinery when they uh, wanted to turn the engines back on for Ektachrome and even different machinery did not yield the same results even though they use the same recipes, right? Uh, uh, there was, there was, uh, you know, even the Kodak people said they had to relearn it, you know, and that's pretty mind-blowing, right? Um, so I, I think it's very important that we do have this place to uh, not only submit uh, our experiences and document these different emulsions and everything, but also uh, most importantly that I think – um, everybody should be a part of is a community, right? So film is a very passionate bunch of folks. Um, and 
like I said, there's I, I don't like to try to compete with other podcasts. There are a million other film photography podcasts out there, and um, I listen to all of them. They they um, are great. Sunny sixteen, first person shooter, <laughs> um, Kodakery. Uh, if I haven't named the other ones, I'm so sorry. But I, the, I mean, there's just so many great uh, groups of people out there that are very passionate about doing this thing. And I'm, uh, you know, I would hope that we can get together and say, you know, this is for the greater good, uh, as Stevens put it, uh, community over competition. So absolutely, and I think you know the. Uh, you, you and I spoke before you hit your, your giant red record button, but you know, <laughs> one of the things that's really important to me is, is building this cross-community collaboration. Yes. Uh, you know, un, uh, understanding that, that as, as, as people who run our own projects, whether that be um, this podcast, the Sunny 16, Analog Talk, Emulsive, 35MMC, Japan Camera Hunter, you know, Cosmo, whoever. Yeah. Um, you know, w- we are part of a, a wider community that needs, um, that needs collaboration to be at its heart. We need to connect these individual kind of bubbles, um, you know, these individual places that, that we visit and actually understand that they, they are um, connected single, you know, it's a connected single entity for one of the, for one of a better word. And we're all out there trying to push the same message. Um, although we might have slightly different ways of, of, of saying it, you know, I, I, I I'm uh, Hamish, um, from 35 MMC, Bellamy, Japan camera hunter, Stephen at Cosmo and a, a whole bunch of other people, you know, we're, we're all in touch. Um, quite regularly, just talking about what we're doing, making sure we're not stepping on on each other's toes. Sure. Know, for, for, before I before I released the first part of this film stock list, um, you know, I had a chat with Stephen and said, "Look, you know, you did a thirty-five mil one last year. Do you mind if I do this?" Um, and there, there, there are there are times when we're also post articles on each other's websites because stuff that we might be writing might be more useful for, for somebody else's audience. Absolutely. So it, it's not, not being, you know, even if you spell spent, you know, time, money, effort, blood, sweat, tears to, to do something, it doesn't mean that you should be so precious about doing that, that you ring fence it off, that you wall it off and, and not make it available to other people. You need to recognize that, that you're, you know, the people that I'm writing my stuff for, they read a million other websites and, and it, it might actually make more sense for me to write something and ask, um, Hamish if he wants to post it or ask Bellamy if he wants to post it on his website, just because it potentially reached the people who, who I, I had in mind when I wrote it. And I think building those community links out is, is something that that's really important. And as an extension of that building, links out to industry um is 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 also very very important that that's definitely been something that's been a a big focus of what i've been doing for probably the last two years now a year and a half nearly two years kind of building the connections between you know us who shoot the film and those who who make it absolutely and um you've touched on uh so many great things and i think 
uh, one thing that um, you had not mentioned, but I think it, it was one of the probably one of the coolest ideas that uh, Emulsive has brought to the film community is the Secret Santa. Um, <laughs> I, it, honestly, I just want presents, damn it! I just want presents. <laughs> Did I say there were several hundred people? No, it's just me. Everything comes to me. (laughs) So uh, what what we are joking about here, if you guys have not heard about uh, the Emulsive Secret Santa, um, there is a website called Elfster. um, And uh, M, you take so much time in uh, setting up the secret Santa where photographers literally around the world are uh, joining in this group. And then we just send film goodies out to everybody. Um, and you're matched up with somebody and um, you uh, send out whatever you want. Um, you know, if, if it's um film if it's a camera you know somebody has a wish list and you say you know what i have that i can go ahead and give that to them um and and then it's returned back to you somebody sends you something that's on your wish list so um the first year uh was awesome uh you know i think you had about 400 people and then it jumped up to almost 800 people uh this past yeah, year uh, well y- year one which was 2015 we had a hundred and 120 people and about about four sponsors. Then year two was uh, 400, I think, was it 400? And it was nearly 400 people, Uh, 380, 386, and we had um, 13 sponsors. Um, And then, yeah, last year was just shy of, I think it was just shy of 800 players in 46 countries. Wow. That's awesome. And, and, you know, it was my first, it was our first year, um, for studio C41 to participate in something like this. And, um, you know, yes, I, uh, the end goal was to get, I'm going to be transparent about it. Uh, the goal was to get some exposure from out of this bad pun. Um, but, um, it really did feel great. Uh, sending out that film, um, you know, to, to everybody, uh, everybody that had uh, that you gave me uh, uh, the names on there. Uh, they had a list of wish lists for uh, for film. And I said, you know what? I'm going to give it to them. Uh, everything that's on that list. And it felt great. And it was just an awesome feeling. I won't try. and Yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 easy to pretend that everything is is all you know, sunshine and flowers. But, you know, there, there are people, as with anything like this, who try and uh, game the system and, and, sure. and, and play the system. So, you know, the, the minimum requirements is you send over something that's uh, worth at least $10 that's working. Uh, it's not junk. It's not trash. And, um, you know, just like with, with the, the two years that came before it. So last year still ha- it did have a few people who were, for want of a better word, um, lazy freeloading jerks. Um, yeah. so they've, they've been identified, they've been, they've been banned. Um, and I'm hoping at some point early summer, we're going to, we're going to have a, a little summer Santa kind of makeup <laughs> event. So that's, is now I've got um, maybe about a dozen wonderful people in the community who've reached out and said, "Look, if someone gets stiffed, 
let me know and I'll send them a gift. I'm and on that so list. We'll so be, uh, myself, that let me know. <laughs> uh, well, it's um, myself and, and Iceland, uh, who's AIS baby on Twitter, who is my, my helper for this year. We're going to be, we're going to be organizing um, essentially makeup gifts to be sent out to the kind of half a dozen or so people who, who got stuck. You know, it's, it's, it, I love talking about how successful it is, and I know that a lot of people in similar situations don't like talking about things that have gone wrong. But I think it's important to, you know, for anybody who's listening who did play and who didn't get a gift, I know who you are, and we'll be making it right. That's awesome. I just wanted to say thank you. We're gonna be wrapping this. Uh, up but i wanted to just say thank you for what you bring to the community sir um i'm very much looking forward to uh the new features that are coming to emulsive i think it's absolutely awesome that what you're doing and uh the the collaboration uh with everybody um it's it's truly something that makes um this a great thing and uh, um i truly thank you i mean you you've been uh, an inspiration along with uh, the other greats, uh, Japan Camera Hunter. I, I just, I can't, I can't literally list them all out. I mean, uh, you guys know who you are out there. Um, but, uh, M, thank you, sir, for your time. Um, and uh, maybe you can help me out with a little bit of a closeout and uh, uh, with our tagline, shoot some film, dang it. UK, we just go out. We, we just go out ahead and just say "damn." We don't. We don't really have the same <laughs> hang-ups with, with "damn." Shoot some film, dang it! Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's it for this episode, and uh, we will see you guys on the next one. See ya. See you guys.